the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Happy St. Patrick's Day, one and all. Folks, it has finally arrived. It's not like a St. Patrick's Day in the past, but still a day to uh, at the very least feel that March Madness is on the way and spring is this weekend and we are finally done with winter. Well, President Biden sat down with George Stephanopoulos of ABC. Now, President Biden is now scheduled to do his first press briefing. It's going to be coming up on a Thursday afternoon at the end of the month. So President Biden, a week from tomorrow, President Biden's going to give his first, apparently, a full official press briefing. Now, for anyone that wonders, and I hear this a lot of people that feel he's going to step down, he's not well. Some people say he's senile. I think it's anyone that's saying that is not paying attention to this is a sit down interview. And we'll see when he has the full press briefing and so forth. But um, this is some of the questions, and I think one of the, the biggest things in the media, they're questioning him about it. They need to question him about it. This is their doing, and it's the problem at the border. But this is President Biden on with George Stephanopoulos. Migrants coming in saying they're coming in because you promised to make things better. It seems to be getting worse by the day. Was it a mistake not to anticipate this surge? Well, first of all, there was a surge the last two years and 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 19 and 20 there was a surge as well this one might be worse no well it could be but here's the deal we're sending back people to first of all the idea that joe biden said come because i i heard the other day that they're they're coming because they know i'm a nice guy and i won't they're saying this yeah well here's the deal they're not do you have to say quite clearly don't come Yes, I can say quite clearly, don't come. And what we're in the process of getting set up, don't leave your town or city or community. You know, this is a disaster. This is not, folks, this is just an open door policy. That's what's going on at the border. And many of them are wearing Biden shirts, as a matter of fact. But before I play some more cuts, I just, I've heard talk of people, oh yeah, he's just going to get in. And then, (coughs) excuse me, as soon as he's in, He's going to then resign. And these are people that like speak with authority up. Uh, yep. Oh, no, he's going to be. And then he's uh, he's going to just be handling it over to Kamala Harris. Yep. He's just no, no, he's not. As I've been telling you, no, he's not. He's there now. Get used to it. He's not stepping down. Step down for what? You have that kind of power. You think you just step aside? I just don't understand these people. There was someone recently on the air saying, oh, they, they were predicting by Memorial Day. That uh, former Rhode Island governor, Gina Raimondo, now um, Commerce Secretary, that she would be the next vice president of the United States by Memorial Day because Biden's going to step down, come out, Kamala Harris was going to name her. We, we, when does this foolishness stop? He's not going anywhere. I admit he's older, he's frail. But in, in the fact they hide him just does kind of add to more of that he's, he's not well. Listen, he definitely loses his place sometimes and maybe forgets a a train of thought. Um, But in this sit-down interview, now, and I get it, already people listening, wow, what do you expect? It's Stephanopoulos. I'm I'm just saying, for anyone that is saying that the president has dementia or Alzheimer's, to me, it is someone that has not spent time around someone that has. Because it's not something that, boom, hits overnight. You know, if you've had a family member, a relative, it can be slow in coming for a long time. They could actually be okay and then until they're not okay. But it, it's just, it's, it's, I'll say it's cruel, it's unfair, and you sound like an idiot. Everyone that has been saying, that, oh, yeah, he's going to step his, oh, yeah, no, he's just getting in and hand it. Why would he hand it over to her? Why? Oh, well, you know, it's Stephanopoulos. Well, listen, I mean, he, he's not going to sit down with Hannity, right? But he is going to do a full press briefing. And I, I, I don't like the policy at the border. I'll tell you that it's a, it is a disaster. It's an open door right now. You know what the policy at the border is? 
If you can get into the United States, you can stay. He's even saying, stay where you are, claim asylum, then we'll come and get like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? Never mind, like 25% of the people coming in all have COVID. Listen, this is a racket. It's disgraceful. It's unnecessary. The immigration problem is going to get worse. Keep in mind, when they come in, where do they go? Sanctuary cities. You guessed it right. Rhode Island is at the top of the list. If you can make it north, if you can get on a Greyhound bus, if you come up here, Alors, everything's free. Cicilline's sending maps and directions down. We want residents. All right, now this next cut from President Biden made the most news uh, because it has to do with the governor of New York. Now, again, I, I, listen, I understand. He, he is going off talking points. I'm not saying he's not prepared for the interview. He's definitely prepared. He falls back on talking points. Um, it's rehearsed. It is. Can't just do it off the cuff. At, at the briefing next Thursday, folks, see, this was the problem during the campaign. The Trump people made a huge mistake by portraying him as this elderly, senile old man. And then when he gets out there and he does okay, he exceeds expectations. I know it's being driven by Trump people. The more you continue to say, as a Meghan McCain's husband did on Fox over the weekend, he's a senile old man, the more he overdelivers expectations. There's, there's different criticism you can have for the president. Listen, I, I completely believe he, he is frail. He has slowed down. I was thinking they were, they were trying to shield him from doing this. Let's see how it goes next Thursday. The problem with next Thursday is now... I'm sure they're going to be spending the entire week getting ready for it. But this is where uh, George Stephanopoulos uh, asked him about the situation with the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo of New York, I know you said you want the investigation to continue. If the investigation confirms the claims of the women, should he resign? Yes, I think he probably end up being prosecuted, too. But you... How about right now? You said you want the investigation to continue. You saw uh, Chuck Schumer, Senator Schumer, Senator Gillibrand, majority of the congressional delegation don't think he can be an effective governor right now. Can he serve well, effectively? Well, that's a judgment for them to make about their state where they can be effective. Here's my position. It's been my position since I wrote the Violence Against Women Act. A woman should be presumed to telling the truth and should not be scapegoated and become victimized by her coming forward, number one. But there should be an investigation to determine whether what she says is true. That's what's going on now. And you've I, been very clear. If the investigation confirms the claims, he's gone. That's what I think happens. And by the way, it may very well be that there could be a criminal prosecution that is attached to it. I just don't know. But let the investigate. And I'm not, I, I don't know what it is. But I, I start with the presumption. It takes a lot of courage for a woman to come forward. Some are not. Anyway takes a lot of courage to come forward so the presumption is it should be taken seriously and it should be investigated and that's what's underway now now listen under the circumstances that's actually not a bad answer now it, it obviously even caught stephanopoulos off guard i think that was president biden sit down with abc and he was basically saying that he thinks as as you just heard that he didn't give that that threw stephanopoulos that's why there was the pause it's not a great answer but to say, hey, listen, you know, if that's what happens with the investigation, so be it. I think that answer that you just heard with President Biden, with George Stephanopoulos, is basically let this thing play out and then the chips fall, fall where they may. And, I, you know, what, what do you expect him to say? That's, that's not a bad answer. He didn't try to defend him. That's for sure. Um, I'm just saying it's not a bad answer. Now. Last night on Fox, it was actually good to hear him. Maria Bartiromo is, um, she's auditioning. Fox is, do I think it's really interesting. Everyone talks about like American Idol and The Voice. Fox is actually auditioning people each night. Uh, for They give them a week from seven to eight and someone's going to get that time slot. And so she's trying to get it and she reaches into her, well, you say Rolodex, but into her phone or whatever. But anyhow, she gets uh, President Trump was on last night. Um, it was a good get for her. Haven't heard him in a little while. Didn't make huge news. But let's hear a little bit of um, President Trump uh, on Fox last night. It was, a, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful.
wonderful and perfect statement. And the Washington Post saw that when they heard it. And I guess they were relying on the, uh, the statement without hearing what was said, but they were relying on the statement made by people in Georgia that run the elections. It's a very terrible thing, a very, very terrible yeah. thing for our country. What took place well, in Georgia, quite... but not only Georgia, what took yep. place in Pennsylvania, what took place in yep. Detroit, Michigan, and Michigan generally, what took place in Wisconsin and Arizona, uh, it is a disgrace. It's a, we're like because a third we world had... country. It's tough on the phone. That was... Um... He was talking about the fact that they had it. They had to. Um, Washington Post had to issue a correction because they had run a story that President Trump at the time. Now, folks, that was very damaging because at the time it came out, their story was through a source. He said, "Find me the fraud" or something like that, and it wasn't true. Let me go back to again. This is the filibuster is um, right now. In order to get anything passed in the Senate. You got to get 60 votes. The Democrats can't get any Republicans on board. Everything just sits there. There's a lot of talk. They want to get rid of the filibuster. So then they would just start passing things and everything would be, you know, 51 votes and uh, so forth. So this is um, President Biden being asked about it with George Stephanopoulos again. Let me uh, come back to this a little bit. You're out here selling your COVID relief package. You're executing the COVID relief package now as well. What's next on your legislative agenda? If you notice the criticism of the COVID relief package, my Republican friends, is they say it spends too much money and it gives too many tax breaks. All these tax breaks go to the bottom 60% of the population. And guess what? They need it. The $1,400 check, child care tax credit. They don't like it because, in fact, their, their idea of a tax cut is to give the Trump tax cut where 83% went to the top 1% of the people in America. You're going to be raising those taxes. Yes. Anybody making more than $400,000 will see a small to a significant tax increase. If you make less than $400,000, you won't see one single penny in additional federal tax. But let's talk raw politics here. You didn't get a single Republican vote for tax cuts. How are you going to get a Republican vote for a tax increase? Well, I may not get a, uh, but I'll get the Democratic votes for a tax increase. If we just took the tax rate back to what it was when Bush was president, top rate paid 39.6% in federal taxes, that would raise $230 billion. Yep, they're complaining because I'm providing a, a, a tax credit for child care. For the poor, for the middle class. You just say you're not likely to get Republican votes for the tax increase. You're not likely to get Republican votes for H.R. 1, expanding voting rights, or the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. So aren't you going to have to choose? I know you've been reluctant to do away with the filibuster. Aren't you going to have to choose between preserving the filibuster and advancing your agenda? Yes. But here's the choice. I don't think you have to eliminate the filibuster. You have to do it what it used to be when I first got to the Senate. And that is that a filibuster, you had to stand up and command the floor. Once you stop talking, you lost that, and someone could move in and say, I moved the question of. So you got to work for the filibuster. So you're for that reform. You're for bringing back the talking filibuster. I am. That's what it was supposed to be. Just put a hold on it. That's it. Yeah. It almost is getting to the point where democracy's having a hard time functioning. I'm not saying this is going to be easy, George. But I do believe there's enough Republicans over time. They haven't had that epiphany you said you were going to see in the campaign. No, no, well, I've only been here six weeks, pal. Okay, give me a break. Seems fine to me. Folks, again, it's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. That was George Stephanopoulos interviewing President Biden. Again, his first briefing is going to be uh, next Thursday. Next Thursday afternoon, full first full presidential briefing. Now, I also want to mention the situation at the border is a disaster. What he's doing right now is they are um, basically changing our immigration policy without doing anything about it. It's just an open door policy. I also want to hear I had on a guest on the show, John Carl. He wrote the book Front Row at the Trump Show, and he he's a top political reporter for ABC. Those of you that have followed some of my Facebook live, I interviewed him at the Trump, um, the Trump rally in uh, the night before the new hampshire primary of it was last february of 2020 so um i have not heard this as of yet but this is him talking about some new behind the scenes revelations from his book front row he goes, at the trump show let me hear this seeing every day but your book actually has some new revelations about what was going on behind the scenes during the pandemic 
Yeah, and, and there's one really extraordinary uh, scene. So I, I've written a new afterword for the uh, for the paperback edition, and I went back and 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 did some reporting. I wanted to capture some of the major moments of that awful year, and uh, there, there was a scene that, that I learned about in the Oval Office uh, in early March, um, where uh, or mid March, where the president was was talking with somebody. Mike Pence came in, the vice president, and talked about how the Navy was preparing to deploy the hospital ship Mercy uh, to Seattle, which you remember uh, was the place where the coronavirus first really hit badly. And uh, then the Mercy was 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 on the way, ready to go. And the president said, wait a minute, why is it going to Seattle? Uh, you know, we, we, we and, 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 and Pence is saying, you know, that we're, we're still trying to figure out and Los Angeles is another possibility of, of where it can go. And he goes, come on, that jerk in, in Washington state, he was talking about the governor up there, Mike uh, Inslee, uh, who had been clashing with him. Uh, he's been such a jerk. Gavin Newsom, the, uh, the governor of California, has been saying the nicest things about me. And then, George, he actually yelled out to his secretary in the area just outside the Oval Office and asked her to get Governor Newsom on the phone put him on speakerphone and said, Gavin, you've been saying the nicest things about me. Don't you think this hospital ship should go to you instead of that <laughs> jerk up in Seattle, up in Washington state? And in fact, George, the hospital ship ended up going to Los Angeles and not to Seattle. Well, if I put that in one more in the file of shocking, but not surprising, I suppose. All right, folks, that is, uh, again, that was from uh, a year ago, but that is, no, in the paperback edition of... Um, the Trump show. Well, folks, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website dePietro.com. I was just um, I was just I, I thought President Trump on some things last night. He was on um, on Fox and also the president, by the way, President Trump last night on Fox was saying that he he endorses getting the vaccine. So this was President Trump last night on um, on Fox. It's going to say, Let me hear you this. had the fact that I was the one and this administration was the one that came up with a vaccine, which is going to save the world. OK, it's going to save. We would yes. be, I think, worse than 1917, where 50 to 100 million people died. Uh, the vaccine is such a big thing. When you add it all up, I think we'll do very well in two years. And I think we're going to do very well in four years. Now, he also went on to say he knows that there are some people that uh, won't get the vaccine, but he said that he recommended it. Let me play this. This was uh, last night on uh, Fox. And it's really saving our country and it's saving, frankly, the world. So, so, Mr. President, I know that you received the vaccine. Mrs. Trump also got the vaccine. Would you recommend to our audience that they get the vaccine then? I would. I would recommend it. And I would recommend it to a lot of people that don't want to get it. And a lot of those people voted for me, frankly. But, you know, I, again, we have our freedoms and we have to uh, live by that. And I agree with that also. But it's a great vaccine. It's a safe vaccine. And it's uh, something that works. And uh, we've been well, working round the clock and what I got the FDA to do, this would have happened. This would have happened in many, many uh years from now if we didn't if i didn't yes. get involved and if we didn't get involved folks i want to play that yeah, again tell me more about that. I listen to you talking. president really trump last night and it's saving frankly the world so so mr president i know that you received the vaccine mrs trump also got the oh, vaccine they got would it. you recommend to our audience listen up, that everybody. they get the vaccine then I would. I would recommend it. And I would recommend it to a lot of people that don't want to get it. And a lot of those people voted for me, frankly. But, you know, I, again, we have our freedoms and we have to uh, live by that. And I agree with that also. But it's a great vaccine. It's a safe vaccine. And it's uh, something that works. And uh, we've been well, working round the clock and what I got the FDA to do, this would have happened. This would have happened in many, many uh years from now if we didn't if i didn't yes. get involved and if we didn't get involved yeah tell me more about that i remember how about that so president trump is telling people telling you to get the vaccine and i know that there are apparently some people that are still hesitant about it so if you have a choice of getting the vaccine that will save your life and you get to live longer 
for your family, for your children, for your grandchildren, or it's your freedom, your choice. You don't have to get it. President Trump is saying, eh, why not get the vaccine? You could live longer, right? It could save your life. No one has died that got the vaccine. So that was President Trump. Let's hear President Biden weigh in on the vaccine. Your goals for the country, 100 million vaccine doses by next week, $100 million out the door. This is the interview Biden and Stephanopoulos. For the vaccine by adult American by May 1st, something close to normal on July 4th. But tell everyone, when is everything going to be normal for Americans? Well, first of all, I won't even be able to meet the July 4th deadline unless people listen, wear masks wash their hands and socially distance because not everyone by July 4th will have been vaccinated. How do you get the politics out of this vaccine talk? I honest to God thought we had it out. I honest to God thought that once we guaranteed we had enough vaccine for everybody, things would start to calm down. Well, they have calmed down a great deal, but I just don't understand this sort of macho thing about I'm not going to get the vaccine. I have a right as an American, my freedom to not do it. Well, why don't you be a patriot? Protect other people. How about emphasizing the positive? How has life changed for you since you got the vaccine? I can hug my grandkids now. They, they come over to the house. I can see them. I'm able to be with them. Uh, I've had the vaccine. And uh, secondly, uh, it has changed my life in the sense that I've been able to demonstrate to other people that I doubt whether people would expect me to take it, but I think it was safe um, to make the case that it is safe to take the vaccine. It's important to take the vaccine. Folks, that is President Biden on with uh, George Stephanopoulos. It's John DePietro. Now, also, uh, yesterday, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day again, one and all. Yesterday, I did cover the press briefing about the ATVs it was interesting. Mayor of uh, Providence work both working together. You can see that and a lot more if you visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. If you want to get a hold of me, if you have a question, if I can help you, if you want to advertise on the program, if you want to learn more about the show, folks, it all begins and ends by visiting the website. It's depetro.com. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years contact karen etchells at innovast digital marketing she will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results she's local and responsive give karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil, make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, 
It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380. 99.9 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Just click the listen live. It is time for the Petro debate. With me is one of my siblings. She happens to be a writer columnist for the Sun Chronicle. Her name is Donna Perry. And DJ, I want to start off with, uh, you know, we go through, uh, communicate. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. And one of the things you had mentioned, it's interesting because basically Tucker Carlson used it as the opening of his monologue. And that is what is seemingly the, the moving line from Dr. Fauci of what's allowed, what's not allowed, um, and with the CDC. And there's all this, obviously, we're going to, let's start off with the talk about the schools and, and uh, a lot of teacher union resist. But one of the things they're now saying is this whole business that children must be, you know, six feet apart. Now they're saying only three feet apart. It's, it seems to be a moving line. Yes, and, and good to be with you. Um, th- that's the thing that we're now seeing as we, I, we firmly believe that we are in the final stages you know, of this thing. Um, and what is remarkable, J.D., is that after this ironclad way, that, that, that's, and I think Tucker was getting to that, with the way Fauci was elevated to be like you know, God in heaven, to everything we needed to know and follow about COVID. And so now you and I know there were two ironclad things that took hold from the CDC to the public, and it was the six-foot distancing and masking. So now, in my view, as the politics keeps entering into this from their side of things, they have gone to suddenly, they, in my view, they kind of took hold of a study that's going to help back them up to reverse this from six foot to three foot distance. And John, I think this is clearly when the teachers union whispers in the ear of Biden, that's exactly where this is going. Cause I think uh, other reporting I've seen is the teachers now that they are forced back in person in the cities and areas where they didn't want to return. They're saying they can't accommodate everyone at the six foot distancing, um, which makes sense. And it's being proven that there's no difference in transmission. So, you know, I think it's right for some media and and good for Tucker Carlson and a lot of the other ones, John, they just stay silent whenever, you know, Fauci is asked to reverse himself as he's done many, many times. Um, And I think that's what's going on. You know, I think it's very, it's it's connected to that. And so, you know, uh, they they look at a, a study that came out of Massachusetts that goes way back when people were arguing that a lot of this, um, you know, very difficult restrictions on the schools were not only unworkable, they're not necessary. And now we have this. So I, I just think this kind of changes the ball game and everything, doesn't it? I mean, right? Like six feet is everywhere. You walk in the supermarket, you're supposed to have all these markings on the floor. Yeah, well, it certainly goes to the capacity that, uh, yeah. you know, stores, restaurants are supposed to have. And just um, let's stay with the schools for a moment. What do you think the situation is? It kind of depends on, um, well, first of all, they're getting huge amounts of money with this unbelievable, ridiculous uh, this yeah. Biden stimulus yeah. plan that we're going to talk about. But what do you th- think things are? Because it's interesting. Um, two states side by side you have in Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, Governor Baker, caught a lot of flack saying no to the teacher union, you're not going to cut the line. You're going to get an age, you know, when it's age appropriate, then you'll get it. We And in defense of him, the CDC, and as we've talked about it, 
the schools have not proven to be super spreaders. In Rhode Island, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, he has said, oh, no, the teachers are going to be a priority. And there was, in the Providence Journal on Saturday, a 23-year-old teaching assistant gets the vaccine. You, you have people that are 75 years old that still can't get the vaccine yet. Well, that's the whole thing. And the dust-up that uh, Baker had in Mass is, is he has stood on principle and then to great criticism, and that played out over the past week, when he has said, I, and he said, quote, something like, and I'm not backing down from this, he is saying that, you know, this idea that we ought to we already resolve this, the teachers do not, in fact, scientifically have to be vaccinated to walk inside those schools. I mean, this has been argued, you know, months and months. And what happened with that case was with the Mass Teachers Association uh, president, who was like obstructionist number one, Mary Hajimi, and she has argued, John, she she doesn't want them back in school. I don't know when. And the dust up they had was, so the union arranged here to have this system where they were cobbling up together like batches of vaccine and they have firefighters like performing the being the vaccinator like right at the site of schools now and when baker had a dust up with them he like to your point now he said the problem with this idea and and by the way biden threw the wrench in this he pulled a fast one actually on the states and baker pointed that out too but like the idea that you know, you have many teachers, as we know, they are young, healthy, they might be 27 year old females, or like you said, in their 20s. And you're still struggling to get the older population vaccinated. Um, And then when he did that, the teachers union in mass said, like, oh, isn't this horrible? Look at how he's pitting one group against the other. And he said, no, the thing is, you can go back in, and we can get vaccinations done throughout the spring. So, again, they moved the goalposts, you know, and now she's, John, even um, trying to say, you know, like they're trying to hold back until all of them are vaccinated. And again, Biden does whatever the national unions, he does their bidding. He does. And I want to point out, to be fair, one last thing on this point. Baker, to his credit, said in a public news conference, uh, and he kind of threw them under the bus. He said, I was on the phone with the Baker, uh, with the Biden administration, like at four o'clock yesterday, whatever day yep. this all played out. And he said, they did not inform me that he, Biden, was going to come out with this drop the gauntlet um, wow. and return them in. And John, you and I know that was a deal between like him and Randy Weingarten or whatever. Yes. You know, that's exactly what it was. Like they, again, they moved the goalposts. Sadly, for a lot of kids, let's be honest, look at the calendar now. So what, you're going to have high schoolers in April 24, school goes till June. I mean, like, and people are talking about that, too. So this has just been a fight right to the end. Yeah. And as far as uh, in Rhode Island, AARP, uh, Kathleen Connell, who you remember, Mm -hmm. served statewide. But she issued a statement right away uh, where they basically came out and said, what is the truth, which is. 99% 99% of COVID deaths have been over age 50. Yep. 99%. And the majority of teachers, I think it's 80% of the teachers, depending on which district, but 80% of the, the teachers are under the age of 50. Yes. So very, they came out, and it's also hard to ignore. Listen, Governor McKee, he's up for, you know, next September, he's going to have a, a Democrat primary. Yep. And this to me, I, I, I think Donna Perry, you can't remove the politics. He was trying to get goodwill with the yes, teachers absolutely. because he's got that election looming. No one should forget that in 2014, uh, you know, the, obviously the unions despised Raimondo. They did not like Angel Tavares and Bob Walsh went out and recruited Clay Pelderon. Right. Who basically, uh, you know, right. cleared the path for Governor Mundo to be elected. The point is, that's how vindictive they can be if they feel they're not getting their way. So yep. like he's been a supporter of charter schools. He's got a little bit of a bullseye on his back. Maybe he feels, hey, I can garner some goodwill this way. But you have countless stories of elderly people that still have not received the vaccine. Then you have people that are compromised that haven't received the vaccine. This is where Donna Perry, as much as they say follow the science, 
you, you, it's you, you, it's impossible to ignore the politics that have come into this whole equation. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Follow the science. No, it's more like <laughs> follow the politics between the National Teachers Union and the Biden yes. administration. That that's yeah. really where that falls down. Um, and you're right. Like I think in a, by the way, a state like Rhode Island, and good for Kathleen Connell to point that out. And beside, you know, the rest of the media. Uh, unlike you, John, who stays on this hour by hour, a lot of the media needs to do, you know, let's remember Rhode Island, I believe, has among the highest percentage of high age elderly in the country. Um, And, you know, you know that the media might want to like remember that and point that out and not just, you know, take press releases sometimes from uh, the teachers union, you're right. They can be tough. They can be bullying and everything else. Um, but they have played this thing out. We are now approaching April and, you know, here we are, but to the credit, uh, we, un- I understand now to be fair, Providence, they've been in in hybrid since September. So I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to distort that they haven't made the attempt, but um, just to wrap that up, I think Biden threw all the States a curveball. Uh, and I think it's worrisome that here we yeah. are in the final throes of the pandemic, John. He's clearly trying to federalize a lot of this when the states yes. Baker said, I've got this. I've got this laid out a certain right. way. And he wants his vaccine numbers really high and they're doing really well. We're way up in the millions. And yep. so and I think like Rhode Island, just to finish on where you're going with that, like J.D., uh, Connecticut and Mass., are like way ahead. I don't understand yeah. if Rhode Island is at what, like 1500 a day or, or am I seeing that yeah. right? Or? No, a week even. Oh, yeah. no, very, oh. very small. <laughs> that, yeah, that's ridiculous. unacceptable. And on, yeah. on Friday night, there were, uh, there were 1% of the people trying to get out of just an appointment, just 1% could actually get an appointment. And there's, you know, McKee's out doing a photo op and, and Dr. Scott's with them at the photo yeah, op. What's the victory lap? They, they're failing. Yeah again completely but just to also finish what's also striking is the the amount of power they have not one rhode island politician doesn't matter republican not one would come out on record and say the teachers unions know that they should not get the vaccine first yeah that to me shows the clout and the power that that they have it also donna perry something we've talked about and that is listen they won't give them credit trump operation warp speed he got the vaccine in motion by allowing private sector to do it. And he was adamant about getting kids back in school. Schools should be open yep. and uh, doesn't get credit for either one. We're going to take a, a quick break. Folks, a lot more ahead with Donna Perry of the Sun Chronicle right here on the John DePietro Show. We're speaking with Donna Perry, columnist right of the... Remember, for your business, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA Inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer Pickup and Delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health. 401 
305-3585. You've seen the hair store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. One understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy. And children's vitamins, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is petro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me is the managing editor for OceanStateCurrent.com. His name is Justin Katz. And Justin, I want to start off, and I um, want to give credit, Ted Nisi of WPRI Channel 12. He's actually one that tweeted that it seemingly was almost like the equivalent of a uh, Friday afternoon news dump. And that was that, you know, we've been hearing from Governor McKee and Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, you know, let's get shot in the arms and all right, everybody, we're going to expand the uh, number of people that can get the vaccine. And so uh, it's going to be posted on, you know, Friday, CVS is going to make more appointments available. And and then at five o'clock on Friday is when the state is going to open it up. And as someone who, um, you know, it's one thing to hear about it, but it's another thing to actually go through it. It kind of reminded me of when we've lost power in it's the haves and the have-nots. Those that have power don't really understand what it's like not having it. But um, I was trying to help some <clears throat> an elderly couple that uh, live in my neighborhood. And Justin Katz, it turned out that there were suddenly 160,000 people available for the vaccine. And only 1% could get it. There were only 1,500 slots open. And it was absolutely a catastrophe and so frustrating and the website, to me, does not work properly. So I want to start off with, I mean, that that was just cruel to do, where you make this big announcement, and then really, at the end of the day, only 1% of the people that are uh, eligible could actually end up getting an appointment to get that vaccine. Yes, poorly poorly considered, that's for sure. It makes me think of when I used to work at a Ticketmaster outlet when I was a teenager, and as soon as tickets for Bruce Springsteen or something would go on sale, it just everybody's clicking the buttons as quickly as they could to get those tickets. We've, we've made it sort of like the uh, the golden ticket in Willy Wonka, yes. right? I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's amazing to me that they... The, the challenges here. I mean, it, the idea of, I, I, I can understand the need to, to set a time to try to make it fair and all that, but I don't know, you'd think there could be better planning, better orchestration, uh, a better way of, of breaking down who's eligible at what time and rolling things out gradually. What really strikes me when we have a bottleneck like that is that this is what we're supposed to have government for <laughs> the, the logistics uh, handling these things when there's you know we're in the middle of a crisis and, and that sort of thing and the fact that we we never seem to do it very well whether it's the healthcare portals or uh, or rolling out a vaccine uh, suggests that in Rhode Island at least uh, doing those necessary but mundane things is not really what government is for it's more about you know special interests and power but that's that's what always it always comes back to for me when when you see government failing like that i also um noticed that at the same time on friday afternoon because the the briefing was on friday morning and you know there's uh governor mckee and he's doing some photo ops and dr scott is at one and then he's doing the elbow bump i think with a fonte green and another i mean to me it it almost seemed tone deaf of of you know, now granted, that was earlier. It was probably the photo ops were probably like two o'clock, three o'clock, somewhere there. This was five o'clock. But but Justin Katz, you have 
but alone. Let's be honest. People who are older, not as uh, you know, tech savvy, and and I felt very frustrated as they thought, you know, well, we we hear him, and you know, you're always mentioning websites and computer, and and un, until you experience it. But Justin Katz, on top of that, I I also don't understand why the state is even involved at all. Like for instance, what? Why not just let it? be into the private businesses, whether it be, you know, Walgreens and CVS and and work it through there because there I can tell you their websites seem far more efficient than the the website that the state came up with. Well, that is one of the one of the strange things about this. I mean, you've got in trying to find, help a, a senior of my acquaintance get a vaccine. You know, you've got the state uh, locations the cvs walgreens all the cities and towns it's it's not easy to know where to go and that wouldn't be too too bad if it weren't if we didn't you know if it were more deliberate and, and you know if, if all of these different places had vaccines coming in at different times you would know to check each one you'd have a chance of getting getting the vaccine at that point and the state could kind of coordinate you know here's a central hub for all the places you could try. That's the kind of thing that the state government could do. But I, I think it's almost as if they, they want to make it government's focused because they're really in part selling the ideology of government as the place that we do everything. And, and that's, that's not really, I mean, government is more often the problem than, than the solution, it seems. And there's, there's no reason, I mean, uh, one of the things government has done very poorly is making this seem like the plague, uh, when the messaging really could have been, you know, you're, we all want to get vaccinated so we can get back to normal life. You're not in a huge amount of danger if you're if you're healthy and, and relatively young. So you know, there's no need to stampede the the entrances here unless you're 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 very vulnerable. And those people should be relatively easy to find. So I, I think a lot of it has gone wrong. Uh, just on the basis of our, our idea of what government is for and also the incentives of government government agencies and, and politicians to make this disease seem like something it, it isn't. And that, you know, the irony is that government's the one that tends to, to bounce the, to bobble the ball when, when it comes to something like Friday night, uh, which you would think disproves their original thesis, but too often people don't, don't really give it the blame it deserves well, and let's, you know, I just want to step back because, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week with me is Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. Uh, at no point uh, during the briefing on Friday did they uh, disseminate the information that basically 1%, we, you know, think about it. Would, would you be promoting something that only 1% of the, of the population could actually obtain after you announced it? I also believe I understand what you're saying about, you know, the the threat of or the fear, I should say, of almost, you know, getting the virus. But I think it's now become more of, you know, and again, you go to social media, you see people they're out to dinner and they're both holding up, you know, a car that shows they get the vaccine and they don't have masks on. I think the vaccine now it's more it represents, you know, potential freedom out of this because, you know, let's face it, no one's no one has died that has gotten received the vaccine. Uh, it seems, you know, to work very, very effectively. So I, I think the, the fear of it has book of the of the virus has has now, you know, led to the path of that. If you get the vaccine, there's far more freedom. You don't have to worry about it. And so therefore, you know, you have people and especially I think what's especially cruel is to to, you know, make it that all you have to do is, you know, log on and get your appointment and then people are trying and then you know when you think about it if you set up it's not as if you know 25 percent of the people that are logging on again on an appointment we're talking one percent and justin katz at the same time uh there was a story in the providence journal so the teachers are getting it uh governor baker didn't cave to the teachers unions governor mckee did or maybe just has a different strategy but one of the first people that the Providence Journal highlights is a 23-year-old teaching assistant who got the vaccine. And I could tell you, as someone who was, you know, with people, two people in their late 70s, you know, they they certainly seem to be people that, you know, more than likely than not would get uh, sick and in, in, uh, potentially end up in the hospital if they got it compared to 
you know, a 23 year old teaching assistant. Yes, I, I, that is a striking uh, thing. Uh, one one thing about the the website, the I, what really strikes me is you you sure you only have one percent of appointments available at this moment, but we're getting more vaccine. I think, but on a weekly basis. So there's no reason a website couldn't take people and schedule them two weeks in advance. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a why not just put them in the waiting system? You know, you, as soon as they fill in their information, a, a message pops up and says, you didn't make it for this week, but we'll schedule you for the following week or something right. like that. And then you you really take down the temperature and the frustration quite a bit because people aren't feeling like now what every week I'm going to have to log on and try to race to get to be the fifth caller to the radio station and win the prize. I think that would make a big difference. And something that occurred to me too, uh, I should have said earlier was the, when you, when you mentioned the, the private businesses could have done this, there's a very strong argument for just letting this be a, a free market thing. And people don't like to hear it, but uh, prices are meant to, to, force people to make decisions. And I think one of the problems we're having here is this idea that everybody must get it for free. Uh, everybody, not even, even if you have money and even if you're relatively young, you must get it for free. One of the things, if you, if you pr- had the vaccine out there at a cost, yes. people, people who, you know, <clears throat> I, I'm young, I, I work from home, I'm single, I don't have any old relatives. I'm not going to rush out to get it right now. That's right. Even, even though it means I can go maybe go have dinner with my, my COVID passport. Uh, you know, yes. those people would say, all right, I'm not going to pay whatever it is, 50 bucks. And that might sound cruel, but you, the government can still give it to people who are vulnerable for free. Uh, but that we, excellent point. we completely yes. take those things right off the table yeah. by this socialism idea that everybody must get it for free. Prices are evil. It would be price gouging. Only the rich people would get it. And this is, again, one of the dangers of the kind of progressive identity politics and class warfare. You no, know, that's that an we excellent see. point. It is. And as a matter of fact, the couple that I was attempting to assist, um, you know, they would freely each, I, I don't know what the number is, but, you know, I think at one point, one of them said, I would pay 50 bucks if that's what it's going to be. But if I, I'd pay 50 bucks, if I could know, I would get it tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock or whatever it is like this, you know, that's an excellent point. I'm going to bring that up at the, the next briefing. Why not do that? Why not offer it? You know, yes, you can get it for free here, or if you don't mind paying, it's going to be whatever it is, 25 bucks or something like that. Some price value. And that you're right, that would certainly cut down the crowd. Yeah, Folks, and- a lot more a lot more ahead with uh, Justin Katz, our segment is politics this week right here on the John DePetro show. RE Coogan Heating, call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. RE Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401 732 6562-401-732-6562. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable for plumbing, heating, and cooling. From winter to summer, the trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls to maintenance agreements to installation, R.E. Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves. They make customer service and satisfaction a top priority as they say, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. 